Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. Uh, Season four has been a lot of fun and laughter so far, um, and I'm sure that's going to continue in today's episode. So in today's episode, we have Ashley. Could you give us your your full name and introduce yourself properly and tell us a little bit about uh, what you currently do in pageantry? Of course. So my name is Ashley Powell and I'm the current Miss Scuba UK. Um, At the moment, I'm working as an IT analyst, uh, which hasn't been so easy through the whole COVID situation. I've been working from home, um, but it is fine. It is what it is, isn't it? Um, But with the pageant system with Miss Scuba UK, I've been continuing um, everything I wanted to do whilst um, when I planned Obviously, for my whole year as Miss Scoob UK, I've been traveling all around the UK diving. Um, I think I've done nine different certifications in the meantime. Um, I'm now classed as a master diver. So on the scuba side, I've been really busy as well. That's incredible. I've signed up for two qualifications during lockdown. I haven't started either of them. <laughs> Neither of them involve scuba diving. Um, but I, still haven't, I don't even need to leave my house and I still, um, the, the three-year-old put pay to all of that. Um, oh. So we'll go get into tonight's questions. Some of them are pageantry related. Some of them are not so pageantry related. Um, but the first one is what is your favourite pageant round and why? Before we carry on with this episode, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to this season's sponsors, Earring Envy. Earring Envy stock an incredible range of perfect pageant jewellery for on and off stage. With their vast colour ranges, sizes, plus a whole host of clip-on options, we are absolutely sure you will find what you need over on their website, www.earringenvy.co.uk. Oh, definitely the bikini round. I know for a lot of people, it's probably the scariest um, of rounds, but I just find it so much fun. I really like goal setting as well. So for me, um, hitting the gym, really feeling physically fit, feeling confident, and then getting on the stage and thinking like, right, this is the moment. I've worked so hard in the gym. I'm going to rock it in this bikini and I'm going to love every moment of it. Um, I've always been the same with the bikini round, um, even from being, I think it was 17 when I did my first pageant. Mm. Um, I've just loved the gym and I just love rocking a bikini. So I'm all for it. It's my favorite round as well. And no one ever says it. I'm like, I I love the goal. The same, the goal setting side of it. Um, like that was one of my like stumbling blocks when I really wanted to do Yemi because in the UK there's no swimwear around um, but I was like well actually there's quite a few fitness challenges I'd like to take on and actually training for a fitness thing and training to look fit are two very different things oh gosh yeah definitely 
so it means I, can, I guess I can kind of focus on some of the fitness challenge things that I want to do instead. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel so empowered doing swimwear around. I like completely own it, which is really funny because I like to be a bit more covered in all the other rounds, but mm-hmm. I will quite happily do a two piece in swimwear. It's strange, isn't it? It's just like a completely different feeling. And it's not like you're just in a bikini, you're trying to prance around. It's just that confidence that you get from within just to go out there, have your Beyonce moment. Um, I've always loved it. And I just find it so exciting. I'm I'm still a little bit obsessed with my bikini pictures from my last competition because I had definition come through in the sort of final hours that I didn't (laughs) realise I'd achieved, which was amazing. It wasn't until I got the pictures back that I was like, ooh, like, <laughs> quad definition coming out. Like, yeah, get, yeah, sorry, gets a bit exciting. Um, <laughs> uh, so second question, if you could be an animal, what would it be and why? Ooh, um, I'd probably say a dolphin. Um, I've never really been like, ooh, I love dolphins. Um, but I was scuba diving in Egypt maybe three years ago and we just finished the second dive of the day and just before we um, came up to the surface you do a five minute safety stop and a school of dolphins came to us and we were like no let's go back down back down and we just went back down and there were some baby dolphins the whole family was there and they stayed with us for around 10 minutes uh, just playing around and that was just the most surreal moment of my life and I'm kind of obsessed with dolphins now <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see them in a clear water setting I did swimming with dolphins in Cuba but it's in the river there that I think it's where the sea comes into the river but it's it's dirt not dirty I don't know if it's dirty but it's not clear um, Are you in the swamp? yeah it's not a big <laughs> water and, and I'm scared of uh natural water because of the so be it the sea or whatever because of you don't know what's at the bottom oh no you've got to go scuba diving I'm telling you it just gets rid of that fear I'm it's a very irrational fear like it's 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 the fear of things that don't really exist it's like the killer lobsters and (laughs) flesh-eating crabs like things that don't actually exist in any country I've been on holiday to anyway um but with the dolphins in the murky waters it literally was sort of my worst fear come to life because it was they were they were coming out of the water and like throwing you up in the air like pushing on your feet and throwing in the air and all this kind of thing um and I was like this this is like literally my worst fear but also kind of awesome <laughs> I still I did feel quite safe with them but I was like this looks like a scene from Indiana Jones yeah. um, not Indiana Crocodile Dundee <laughs> I just think that my view is like just leave 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 your dolphins within the sea just leave everything to nature I don't like these parks where you where you have dolphins in captivity and I just think for me seeing them in the wild they came to us in the whole open ocean it was just completely magical and I think to anybody who is scared of the water like yourself getting under the water and having control of your breathing apparatus having that moment to just be under the water it kind of it releases that tension of the unknown because you've got that control within yourself so I'm massively like my mom's the same as you she's scared to death of just going in the ocean I'm like right you are coming scuba diving it's happening <laughs> I, 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 I mean I, I don't think now I would go that I mean that was years ago it was 
it wasn't like water world water park thingy they literally had like this this sort of net along part of the river it was the probably the joint <laughs> but now i'm i'm like a full vegan and stuff i i wouldn't do like water world type places in america or anything like that yeah. um, but <laughs> you'd have cracked up um when we went on on holiday there was some nice snorkeling a couple of years ago and I was floating I had to have my daughter's floaty rubber duck under me <laughs> for me to feel safe in the water like this is an inflatable ring designed for a one-year-old apparently it was going to keep me safe from the flesh-eating lobsters but that, and I snorkel I so I could balance myself on that um and keep my head in the water to snorkel um but, but that's 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 the level of the craziness of my water. a rubber duck was gonna keep me safe no oh I love that that's so cute <laughs> um if you could live anywhere in the world where would it be and why oh where would I live oh I would live in Japan I went to Japan for Miss Scoo uh, sorry for Miss International and that was where the, the final was held and it was three weeks there and I have never been anywhere where I felt so safe, everything was so clean. Um, in Japan they have this concept of you take charge of your own rubbish so they don't have bins anywhere so everybody takes their own rubbish home with them and disposes of it correctly and I just they just that. have like the best concepts it's amazing there it's it's well i just yeah you've got you caught me on that one that's <laughs> brilliant so i'm and like there was like mario and luigi driving around in the middle of like tokyo city just completely random really wacky everyone's so nice like mm -hmm. i would just want to live there i've <sighs> I've just treated myself, this sounds like a weird thing to treat yourself with, to one of those rubbish grabbers and then the plastic hoop that goes around the bin liner so you can carry it easier. Um, oh. <laughs> this, this is my idea of a treat. Because with all the things closing down, I was like, I still, I still want to do some appearances and inspire people and do something good for the, the planet and my community, but there's no community events to go to. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to do some mini, like, litter pickups in under six people um <laughs> under two households um in in like different areas that's going to be one of the things that I'm going to do because the litter particularly near me drives me absolutely potty because we have so many bins there is no excuse I'm sorry if the bin is full take it home <laughs> yeah your neighbors are gonna love you <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a shame we haven't got any bank holidays left because yeah bank holiday Monday in the park I live by one of the royal parks in London and oh. Bank Holiday Monday in my park is horrendous like the guys are really really good at getting on it and by 11 o'clock it's normally all cleared up but I do an early morning run and I just want to cry I'm like how hard is it to take home your own rubbish yeah I just do not get it at all it's the simplest thing to do just leave things as you found them and everyone's gonna be better off hmm. I'm, a, I'm now gonna quote I'll be like in Japan, there aren't any bins. You should just feel grateful that you've got any bins. Take Honestly, like, I remember um, it was lunchtime. I went to like a corner shop. I picked up a few things. And then I thought, oh, where am I going to put it? And then the next day, it made me think, okay, whatever I'm going to buy now, I'm not going to buy something that's got plastic or I'm not going to buy X, Y, Z because I know that I'm going to have rubbish and I'm going to have to carry it all day. So it made me more aware and it made my choices better. I thought, oh my God, they've cracked the code. 
brilliant. Because I think um, when you're, I now try and buy things with less plastic on. And my sister's much better at this than I am, but she'll just be like, well, I can't get a plastic free version. Do I really need it? Like, unless it's something medical. Normally she's like, well, we're just, we're not having it then. And actually she's even got her kids on board, which is the trickiest thing. Junior school kids trying to get them to understand that they can't have X toy because of the plastic. And they're like, no, we don't want it. We don't want the plastic. We'd rather have the environment. Thanks. It's just anything that's single use. I think you just have to take a step back and think, right, like the plastic straw, this is one one moment's use, like a couple of minutes, you're going to use this and then it's going to be in the bin and it's not going to degrade ever like ever how it's just crazy and it's for me it's it's so sad that corporations aren't making the movement I know obviously we're it's a lot better off than it used to be but we just need some sort of government legislation just some companies to be like yo let's change this because they're the ones that can do it I was shocked they were still being manufactured but how rarely you see them out now (laughs) and I'm like how how can anywhere get them why have they just not all like paper even <laughs> still a slightly better option but never mind we'll get we'll get that <laughs> okay past the straws past the straws are the best <laughs> um what's the best gift you've ever received and why best gift um when I was a little girl my dad my parents have a coach company um but my dad had to travel abroad a lot and he wasn't really around that often and I remember he, he did some sort of tour in France and he came back and he brought me a necklace necklace from France and it's like this glass butterfly um and it's very French and it's all it's got all these like cool colors inside of it and I've always just been just like amazed by this beautiful French necklace um and it's just got a lot of sentiment to me so I, I definitely say that gift from my dad awesome I, I love things with good sentimental value um, yeah uh if in a movie of your life, who would play you and why? Now, it doesn't mean to be that they have to look like you. It could just literally be like the fantasy person you'd like to play you. Like there doesn't even need to be any logic behind it. We've had some, definitely some illogical, illogical, is that a word? Okay, I love yeah. this. I love this. Um, do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? No, everyone kicks me for not watching oh. it though. One of my best friends is like the biggest fan of that show and and... I'm still like, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, there's a drag queen called Alyssa Edwards and I'm just obsessed with her. She's just so dramatic. She's so cool. She has the best makeup, the biggest hair, uh, the weirdest facial expressions. Um, I know you don't know her, but I wish you did. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of our listeners as well because it seems to be a very popular show in the pageant community and everyone's like, <laughs> you haven't seen it. It's like The Office all over again. I remember at school, everyone watched The Office and I was like, I don't get it. I've I haven't it. seen The Office. Yeah, I watched every, it felt like everyone, you know, I mean, it feels like everyone. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was everyone, but like, it felt like everyone watched The Office and everyone was quoting it constantly. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, The Office? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> well, Game of Thrones, I've not seen that either. Oh, see, I didn't, I had the last, I think I didn't see that until just before the last series came out or maybe the second to last series came out it was like a good couple of seasons in mm-hmm. I it's just I, too far gone now it's it is worth going back to so my my ex-husband was very into it and I didn't watch it and I got divorced and had a daughter 
um, with my new partner before I even got around to watching it. <laughs> it, it was, um, I'm, I'm surprised she didn't start singing. That wasn't the first song she sung because yeah, the first couple of weeks after we brought her home, that was our mission. We were gonna get through Game of Thrones. So we, we'd sit there in the evenings with this newborn baby and her little cot thing between the two of us watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like desperate for my partner to finish work so he could come upstairs and we could watch Game of <laughs> There's nothing better than a good series. Love it. Oh, I'm terrible with binge watching though. It's like, it becomes some sort of addiction. Even with, Do you find that even with series you've watched before? Okay, so RuPaul's Drag Race, through lockdown, I've watched it all again, every season, all again. My partner just thinks I'm a bit weird, but I'm just obsessed with it. I can't. All the best people are weird, so that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have to catch up. I'm on on season three of something, I think, six seasons long, but I'm getting through it fairly quickly, so um, I think that might have to be the next one. Schedule it in. (laughs) <laughs> before I get in trouble again um if uh if you were to become famous for something what's it most likely to be for Ooh, hmm maybe it would be for being the best uh, underwater model that's ever been around in the scuba diving industry <laughs> that's the best magical mermaid if yeah that would be the best like I I've never really been a model or I wouldn't, I wouldn't class myself as a model, but there's something about underwater photo shoots that I just love. Um, so it'd be cool to be recognised in that sort of industry. And I don't know, I don't know if, it, if I could be famous that way, but it, it would be cool to give it a go. That'd be awesome. And um, what cosmetic product could you not live without? Oh, um, for saying I'm a pageant girl, I don't wear that much makeup. Um, it could be a cleaning product. I, I know that sounds like cleaning your sink, but like facially cleaning. I, I can, oh. We can count that in cosmetics. Hmm. I would probably say my, what I couldn't live without is this uh, exfoliating toner that I've been using for the past four years. It's quite random, um, but it's called Paula's Choice. I think it's BHA toner. And honest to God, it shrinks your pores if I have a pageant coming up, I will do it in the morning. I will do it in the evening for about two weeks. It tingles. Uh, it feels a bit weird, but um, honestly, it just makes my skin like a like oh, just amazing. It makes it all tight. Stops me getting any spots. I cannot live without this. <laughs> I love it when you find a good product. My I find my skin gets bored of products, so it's rare that I have. I'm trying to think what have I got I don't think I use anything now that I used maybe two years ago I, I on some like mega I don't know maybe yeah. maybe to it's a honest, baby is, thing maybe yeah, it's this is the only one for me this is the only one um I don't use it that often because it is quite harsh um if I have an event coming up I'll have a week where I'll, I'll do I'll use it in the evening maybe three times a week uh, prior to like an event um because it's 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 really nice but once I if I like really hammer it then my skin starts to flake off and things but it's the only product that really does work I recommend it to all my friends everybody get it Paula's Choice BHA toner so good <laughs> um if you could only listen to music from one artist or band for the rest of your life who would it be 
Celine Dion, absolutely oh, love her forever. Oh, and you've also got all the stuff in foreign languages as well, so you can get busy learning all that. Like <laughs> French, not it's not all the foreign languages. It's like. like I remember being in the car on the way to um, the Miss International UK, well, it was for the power pageant uh, back then. And it's about two hour, a two hour drive to get there. And I put Celine Dion's album on in the car because I was just having like a shaky moment of just feeling a bit insecure and just listening to Celine Dion. She just brings me up. She just gives me so much confidence. I've always loved her. Um, yeah, she's, she's my favorite just in some of the classic I think really her let's talk about love album I just my sister had it when I was a kid like it was CDs were just this is how old I am CDs were just coming in like you still <laughs> could have it around that time where you might buy your latest album on tape but you might buy it on CD and I remember her having that one and I kept like I'd try and sneak into her room and nick it and then like hide it and put it back and um sorry did you say tape yeah, it was around the time where you weren't sure you'd get whether you were buying, you might buy tape, you might buy a CD. Like when you got in a car, you weren't always guaranteed a CD player. That's how old I am. And um, <laughs> mind. Um, but yeah, I just, oh, I, yeah, I recently added it to my favorites on Spotify, actually. I just, one of the songs was stuck in my head and I was like, listen. Yeah, Celine Dion does not leave your brain. Like she will stay in there all day long. <laughs> I feel like that would definitely be used on the drive to Scotland on Friday. I've got a lot of hours to kill. <laughs> um, which one of your personality traits do you personally find most annoying or frustrating? Oh, um, most frustrating. I can be quite, um, well, just a bit self-conscious with things. Like, I'm, I try to be a bit more um outside of myself than I naturally would be do around meeting new people um and then I just have to give myself a shake and like no Ashley come on just just be you and I know that's just my insecurity of like not feeling so confident and not knowing I'm saying the right thing um and I just get uh, kind of like in my own way um but I'm, I'm a lot better at it now I'm older but when I was younger I'd kind of clam up a little bit because I just didn't want to embarrass myself I didn't really like know what to say um so yeah I think I've kind of just grown out of that a little bit but it's kind of a my annoyance it's still there yeah. I, I I mirror other people's behavior when I'm really anxious but then when I leave the situation I'm like that's not who I am why did I act like that and it's not always that I've acted badly I just haven't acted authentic to me 100% yeah it's, it's that's definitely something I do as well and I'm like well actually for someone what how I behave might have been considered cool but it wasn't yeah it wasn't um and yes that did get me into lots of trouble when I was younger because <laughs> some very inappropriate behavior for a youngster and um, but I, I lived and learned and grown up and mm -hmm. as we do uh, as you do um which imaginary fantasy or mythical place would you most like to visit mythical place hmm. can you give me some examples let me think um the uh, we've had one place mentioned twice which is the one from avatar <gasps> oh my god oh <laughs> my god yes 100 percent. mentioned that one um someone said the land of the hobbit um, where the Hobbit's based, but not necessarily with the Hobbits. But then we decided that it kind of needed to have the Hobbits to be quite as cool. Yeah, but it's not the Avatar. It's not Avatar. That's a good shout. 
I watched that like two weeks ago and I forgot how amazing it is. <laughs> so I initially thought like, oh, Harry Potter, but then actually that's quite a dangerous place to live. <laughs> there seem to be a lot of wars going on all the time. <laughs> Yeah, don't go there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel like the, the danger factor massively outweighed the coolness factor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be cool to visit it. I don't know about living there or staying there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it was a temporary thing, but I'm my partner went to a Christmas do in the, like that was the Hogwarts dining room. The actual Hogwarts dining room. I don't know it was in London if the actual one is in London it was in central London because he just did it he didn't stay away so it couldn't have been that far from our house um and it was like yeah all the ceiling was projected or lit up or something but he said it did feel very much like you were in the movie yeah that's cool so maybe just maybe just visit it for dinner (laughs) we'll just go for dinner (laughs) and and when Voldemort rocks up leave (laughs) I'm gone (laughs) just I've, I've got to be up early tomorrow I'm just ready to go uh, <laughs> what reality tv series past or present would you most like to go on um ooh. the Kim uh, the Kardashians I just kind of have a weird fascination with them I'm not like oh my god I love them but if it's on tv I'm like well okay I'll, I'll watch it I'll watch it I just find them so cool <laughs> I'm like I'm like that the the New York Housewives. I can't get into any of the other ones. I think they've been. I need to go back to season one. I've never tried. I've never given it a go. I think all the seasons are so different, and people like they'll if they've watched one and not enjoyed one, they don't watch one of the other areas. But um, the New York ones had Bethany Frankel on, and she's pretty awesome. Um, the, the, like her story is pretty epic and she has this most incredible business like she's a powerhouse woman um so I find her story quite interesting and I feel that's what roped me into it I love it <laughs> um what's the most fraught journey you've ever had to a pageant right I would probably say Miss Scooby UK um so I first kind of audition for Miss Scooby UK when I was 18 uh, so a very very long time ago before it was run by the Faulkners so Jill Faulkner um, is run by um, a different team altogether and so me and my friend Jamie Lee um, she actually went on to win Miss Scooby UK back then um, she and I we traveled all the way to Egypt and we competed and I ended up winning second place and got to represent as Miss Scuba Island because I had Irish heritage as well um so it's taken me really from all the way back then uh, to obviously last year to actually then compete to get Miss Scuba UK again um and I'd I'd honestly say just competing with um, the top three girls, so Bethany and Hayley, they were both just such amazing, fabulous young women. Uh, we had a week in Fertiventura, just doing our scuba diving skills together, mm-hmm. um, getting further assessment, and it was probably the most intense week of my life. Um, not really because it was really pageanty, just more that right any one of us girls could win this but I really want it but I know she really wants it and it was like we were making such good friendships but there was also the reality of oh one of us is going to win at the win at the end um and it was just quite stressful to be honest and I I cried when I got crowned with Scooby UK but I also felt so guilty I really felt as though the girls uh, put so much into it just as I had 
Um, and I found it really hard to just kind of have my moment without giving them their moment as well. So I kind of said to the girls, like, yes, I've won this, but you two have both put so much into this and I'm happy to work together and kind of support each other throughout. Um, so it was it was a great moment, but oh my God, it was stressful. <laughs> it's, it's a really interesting one, actually. I was discussing this. Um, in fact, I've had two conversations with different people recently about it. Um, we must maybe season five there'll be a whole podcast episode just about it about when you do compete with your friends because I know certain groups of friends and um, won't if one of them in that in their little group is competing for a certain title then someone else won't um, yeah. which can get quite tricky I suppose if you're about to age out of systems and things like that and you really want to do it and 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 I, I'm kind of like um so I was talking to one one of the ladies I was talking to and she's like I wouldn't want to compete with friends I don't feel like I've lost friendships but I, I definitely feel like it's strained friendships before and things and I was like but I if I win I want to know I've won against the best I wouldn't want a friend particularly if I got a friend that was like yeah they're definitely in the running to win it and they didn't enter because I was doing it and then I won I would never I wouldn't feel like it was I'd necessarily should have won it I was like oh I wasn't competing against the best because I know my friend Bob should have been doing it sort of thing um but yeah it's really it's very yeah very very tricky one and um, I don't think I would ever say no to a pageant if I found out a friend wanted to do it as well I think there's nothing wrong with like having the experience together at the end of the day only one person wins so the likelihood of you winning anyway isn't so high so how about you and your friend have the best time ever and if either of you win that's amazing like why take the pressure out of it have a good time and just roll with it and I was like if you fall out during the process or if you if you win and they get funny with you then it just kind of or you get funny with them um vice versa then I think it just maybe shows that it wasn't the friendship you thought it was all the friendships evolved maybe the past was was great but actually it's not a friendship that will continue in the future um but it's yeah I, de I definitely feel like it's a topic it's a topic worth further discussion um but it's yeah I need to find some some it'd be really interesting to find some people that maybe had some really big mega friendship fallouts to discuss it as well but it's quite hard to find people that are willing to discuss that kind of thing I remember um for Miss Universe Great Britain a few years back um I hadn't competed for a while and I've always kind of looked at Miss Universe Great Britain as just being like the ultimate kind of goal um and I didn't know whether to go for it and my current well, my boyfriend he really wanted me to do a pageant so I was like okay I'm gonna go for Miss um for Miss um Universe Great Britain and I never like expected to win I just kind of wanted to um get my feet back into the pageant industry and kind of get back on the stage and then I found out my best friend Jamie Lee Faulkner um was going to compete too and then I thought how could, I can't do this like she's 100% gonna win and she did actually win it um she's just the ultimate pageant girl she's amazing um and my boyfriend said no I still like like it'd be cool to see her on stage just still still do it and I remember having a couple of days just to weigh up if I should do it or not and then I thought even though I know she's gonna win it 
I'm still going to get so much out of this. This is still going to be a moment I'll remember forever. And like, you never know, I could and, and just went for it. And I really enjoyed the experience. So I think sometimes you just got to have a little word with yourself and just stop thinking about winning as such and the experience. Hmm. I mean, we've talked a lot about on, on the podcast before about you should always have only one person could win. So you should always have other goals beyond winning. Like you want to improve your public speaking or you want to wear a two piece on stage for the first time. Like having goals that are within your control because you can't control who's going to win. And even like there's that, all that thing, isn't there? Different judges, different day, different lighting angles. Someone else would have felt more confident um, if they read a different facebook post in the morning and it could have been a different result like literally anything could change it um so it's, yeah it's having in, having goals within your control so then it doesn't matter what what happens to your friends in it as long as you all have fun and come out smiling at the end of it goals within goals i like that <laughs> uh, what skill would you most like to have i'd love to be able to speak a language i've tried and tried i tried French and Spanish, tried Japanese, and I just, I can't. <laughs> I was always, what's, um, Colin, is it Colin Firth? In Love Actually. Yeah. When he learns, when he learns Portuguese. Yeah, oh, yeah. the lady. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I'm like, mate, I mean, amazing what he was doing it for, but just mightily impressive that he managed to learn it. Some people can just pick up a language straight away. And I just think that's an amazing talent. And my little old brain, I just can't do it. I'm not one of those people. That would be quite cool. Uh, True or false, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Um, hmm. True. Because I think it's magical being in love. Like, why wouldn't you? If you've if you've loved someone, you you know what it feels like. It's a lovely feeling. And if if you lose that, oh well. Like it, memories matter, and mm-hmm. it's a great feeling, definitely. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Mm. I would probably say, ooh, uh, Mulan, Disney. Oh, you know. Oh, have you watched the um like real life remake? No, I saw an advert for it and I literally lost my mind. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so excited to watch that. It's it, it's showing up on Disney Plus, but I think you have to pay extra if you want to watch it now. Like they're doing they're running it as a prim, prim, premiere. Premier, okay, so premier. my boyfriend's on holiday right now now. When he gets back, that's the scheduled date night. It's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, I just I'm like Oh, I don't want to watch it with my daughter because she's a bit too young. I don't think she'll sit still long enough, but it's not sort of thing my partner would enjoy. So I'm like, normally that would be the sort of thing I'd save up for when he was going out with some of his friends, but obviously that's not happening right now. He's got samurai swords. Boys love that. He'll be fine. <laughs> I might do actually, but um, I just need to not tell him it's based on <laughs> a Disney thing. I think just because we end up having to watch so much Disney the rest of the time. Um, we accidentally watched a kids film the other night and we both got to the end and was like that was really bad and then we're like oh it was a pg it wasn't wasn't really meant for our as our saturday night adult film the sleepover on netflix is not good if anyone's considering watching it it's don't the (laughs) 
that I feel like kids under 12 might find it really funny, but there were just too many annoying, you know, those characters they put in to make it kiddified. Mm-hmm. And it was, no, no, it wasn't. You watched it all the way through. Yeah, we got all the way to the end before we considered that it was really bad. I'm really bad with films. I struggle to to watch them. If I'm not interested, that right, I'm going off or I'm falling asleep. I, I'm not like, the best with movies. We, we both, unless it's something, like if it's the new James Bond, we'll both pay attention. Well, normally because we're in the cinema or something like that. Um, <laughs> but 98% of the time we will both be on our either a phone or an iPad at the same time working. Um, tends to be a multitasking situation. So even when it's bad, it's not really until the end that we're bothered to turn it over. Yeah. Oh, we all do that, don't we? <laughs> I'm like, when you're watching, like, when you're either editing things or writing blogs and or even just watching TikToks while you're watching a movie, you know it's not the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the worst thing you've forgotten to take to a pageant? Oh, the worst thing. I'd probably say hairspray. I don't really use hairspray, but then for pageants, it's quite essential. And yeah, I have forgotten it twice, as I remember. And I was like, oh, can I borrow your hairspray, please? <laughs> I'm that girl. I <laughs> See, I never remember to take it. Well, actually, I bought, I found one that I absolutely love and that uh, um, Harriet Lane introduced me to. And when I, again, because I never used to take it with me and I stayed at hers last year and I was like, I have no hairspray. <laughs> what was it seven it was abba is that 70s so i was obviously trying to do something 70s ish with my hair which definitely yeah we'll we'll say that that's like i can barely do my hair by myself as it is um but yeah it's like i think it's called freeze and is it yellow one it's yeah the bright yellow one i love that one um and they do a mini one so the mini one now lives in my wash bag so if i go away i've already always got one but i i it's one of my real, I, I hate that I use so much of it because it's not environmentally friendly. Um, but I'm like, oh, I went vegan to be more environmental. I sacrificed a lot to be environmental. Yeah, no, you're, you're doing, you're paying your part, it's fine. But my issue is I play with my hair too much, so I can't have hairspray in. I just, it doesn't work for me. I just throw my hair around. <laughs> I'm, I rarely have my hair down. It's like scraped up in a bun because it's. All, I'm always in the gym. Oh. Um, my hair gets washed. When it stays up in its bun or ponytail without any hair bands, that's when I know it needs washing. It's time, yeah. <laughs> when it holds, it's, it's, I'm like, it's a perfect ponytail and there's no hair band in. It's probably got a few too many layers of grease and hairspray at this point. <laughs> Before uh, lockdown, I kind of got into a routine of uh, walking to the gym before work and I just kind of do my cardio um, and then like have a shower, go to work and then I walk to the gym after work and I do my weights and I was having a shower obviously twice a day um, but then I was thinking well I, I don't really know what to do with my hair so then I was going through stages like right I'll just shampoo and then just condition and I'll just use water and it's that feeling of like when you go to the gym so often like what do I do with it and you're yeah. like I'll wash it and then you're like oh there's no point I'm going to the gym again tomorrow yeah. I'll wash it after that oh no because I um I'm on a rest week this week before Ben Nevis but I normally I train about eight times a week oh wow so it's not it's not really worth me washing my hair very often at all but it just yeah. does the point where I'm like well it's sticking to stuff 
<laughs> dry shampoo okay that's what you need <laughs> I, I it just yeah it, it, after after one workout it's just not enough for me <laughs> it's all good fun it's all good fun maybe I'll slow down the training a little bit after Ben Nevis actually I won't that's a lie I probably <laughs> um what Disney character are you most like Disney character hmm probably I'd say probably like Little Mermaid I know because <laughs> one I'm like I love to sing all the time and two I am a bit of a mermaid already um and I don't know I just think she's kind of the coolest one I want to be I want to be a little mermaid <laughs> she's got like epic hair goals like she bursts out of the water and her hair looks perfect already yeah I just want to be ginger like <laughs> one of my like first friends when I was a tiny kid had that like beautiful perfect ginger hair like this that fire everything about it was amazing and it was always seemed to be long and glossy and um yeah like absolute aerial hair goals yeah I've always been the girl with like the thinner kind of hair like mousy blonde yeah I love red hair my hair goes red if I bleach it but it's not it's not the good yeah it looks very fake yeah don't do that don't do that (laughs) well well um what's the worst smelling place you've ever been Oh, I, oh, this is really bad, but probably London. <laughs> not where I live. I, where I live smells nice at the moment, anyway. I don't know what part of London, because I've only been to London, I think, maybe like three times. But I just remember walking down a street and it's just not being the nice, well, a couple of streets, so it's not being the nicest. But I do, I do love London. Um, I, it, it's just kind of the truth. <laughs> Some of the summer Sundays in certain parts do not smell good when like the rubbish, particularly if they're listed days Monday, um, the just the heat and the smell off bouncing off all the concrete. I can yeah, I can completely sympathise with that. Yeah, yeah, it's just because I'm I'm from Sheffield and yeah, we have more more like open areas maybe. I don't know, um, but there's nothing wrong with London. It's just kind of a memory. <laughs> what the I've massive in the in lockdown really noticed the difference in the pollution like I wasn't getting um hay fever and stuff like that at all and as soon as the flight started it's probably why I'm so anti people going back traveling because as soon as the flight started up we live under a flight path um we've we're far out from the flight path but we're still under one so it's not too bad um but the I could feel the pollution start back in and my eyes started watering again. And I was like, oh no, stupid transportation. Um, but the city's still a lot quieter than it was, like dramatically so. And people say that are doing the commutes, London commute times, they're like, it's just nothing like it was. I think with so many people working from home as well, um, industries will realise that it's actually saving them a lot more money because obviously they're not paying for facilities to house everyone. Um, So I think there might actually be a a big lasting change. I know for where I'm working now, they've said we're not going back uh, back into work until at least January. Mm -hmm. A lot of places in London have said the same. A lot of the banks have said that. Um, They just kind of, they made the decision a while ago. And I think because they now know it's going to be that longer time, they're willing to invest in the like the software infrastructure of having more remote workers yeah I think we're just entering a different time now and we've just kind of just got to make things work haven't we mm. 
I think it's it's nice. I've got a lot of it, it, the shift was happening a little bit. Like I remember a friend of mine, they didn't know she didn't know her partner had had finished one of his jobs, finished his contract, um, because he worked from home so much. Um, and he would just dress his upper half of his body. So he dressed like <laughs> and would be sat in his pants. Um, and then he was between contracts. Um, and it wasn't until he was into his new contract that she even knew, and she lived with him, that, um, <laughs> that she even knew that he'd finished one contract and was waiting to start the next one. Oh, God. <laughs> because he just worked from home so much. And 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 that was in big firms and and stuff and things that they wouldn't have, it'd be like one desk between three. Um, and if you needed to come in, you would come in and you didn't. So it's just sort of that is amplified and moved into more industries now, which I think is really nice. I think it it could be one of the benefits. I think nothing will ever make up for the loss of life mm-hmm. of COVID, but it could be one of the, the benefits of moving forward, hopefully, that people will lose that commute time. Because around here, you can live in London and still have an hour commute to work. Yeah yeah like for me I used to walk to work anyway and I quite enjoyed it It was like half an hour just to walk there um it was all right on the way there because it was downhill on the way back yeah that was a bit yeah not so good um and I kind of miss it a little bit but then other people I know it would take them around an hour just to get to work every single day and just think that's two hours a day of one your life to obviously the driving um so yeah I think it's a little positive and um, what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week well in the last seven days oh um, interesting just trying to think I've not really been watching the news I've been kind of sick of everything to do with Covid and now there's been Brexit talk I've kind of just switched off everything um I'll come back to that if I can think of anything. <laughs> You've only got one question left. Nothing. Well, no, nothing is an answer. Nothing stood out yet. Um, there might have been something. I'm just kind of like brain fog. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, I think you're the first interviewer. I haven't submitted the questions in advance. So you, but actually I think it's, it's quite nice because you get the more like authentic off the spot kind of answers as well. Well, yeah, 100%. My answer is nothing. nothing. It's been, yeah, nothing eventful has happened this week. It's been <laughs> <laughs> um, So final question. What's something that will always be in style, not specifically clothing related, so that, that will always be, I only can think of clothing references right now, but always in vogue, always trendy, but not necessarily like what you wear, um, no matter how much time passes? Oh, I'd have to say a smile like it's it's age old like everybody appreciates a smile just walking down the street just a friendly little smile like sometimes um I don't know about you but if I scroll through Instagram and I see someone's profile and the girl's kind of most of her pictures she's smiling she looks happy I always end up following that girl because I want to see the happy girl um I just think yeah a smile will it's age old isn't it Oh, amazing. I love that. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on. And um, before we finish up, like I said we, I warned you at the beginning, we'd like digress into loads of other things, but I think that's <laughs> part of the fun. Um, where can we find you on social media? Okay, so I'm mainly active on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is ashleypowell.xx. 
I believe that's what it is anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm not really kind of like on Facebook pages anymore. But yeah, if you want to uh, follow me or see what I get up to, I am on Instagram. Amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's been really fun. I, I now really want to get dressed up as a mermaid and go swimming. Yes, um, 100%. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.